Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 48 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic and common sense pursuit of health and wellness what's going on good people what's going on well i uh i think i've i've tapped out just for now or probably just till today for today of talking about grown people i have just come to the conclusion that we um I don't know, man. I don't want to say a lost cause because I always believe that there are options. That we have the ability to mm, turn things around if we wanted to. But in the midst of us just being so caught up with everything going on around us and outside of us i just think there's just some more important piece in this that that we gotta discuss and that's our kids our children the youth the future and what i think we don't realize or maybe we do i don't know is that everything that we do affects them every moment that you decide not to be better and to do better it affects your children and i don't like to put that fear aspect in it or that guilt aspect in it because i don't think that you should operate in either of those realms when it comes to making decisions and changing things for your life however the problem that i have is for those of us who talk so much we got, we just experts in everything other than ourselves. And there are things that we are doing. There's a role that we are playing in the health of our children or the lack of. And we can talk about all of the aspects of the doctors could be crooked the politicians are greedy and 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 you know shysty we can talk about what the schools are doing underhandedly we i mean we can talk about all these other aspects but we never want to talk about the role that we play and this is the deal this is how this thing works at some point you know better you know better And when you know better, supposedly, you do better. So the excuse of not knowing ain't going to work anymore. It ain't going to work. We got to really evaluate what is happening and the role that we are playing in setting our children up for failure in regard to their health and wellness. And it's us. I don't care what you say. Just think about this. Let's just start from the beginning. Let's let's start at conception. Or or even before conception, a little bit before conception. This is this is typically what happens. 
One, we don't take care of ourselves. We could be emotionally spent. We could be physically spent. Bodies are toxic. We don't detox before we get pregnant. And then we get pregnant. Now think about that. The woman's body. Now the man plays a role as well. All right. He, he that that's that's the seed. So we're, we're not suggesting that the man doesn't play a role, but we're talking about the environment in which the baby has to grow. And that's the woman's environment. When your body isn't clean, when it's already toxic. And you bring forth a child in that. Now, if you listen to me even a little bit, you know, I don't like the argument where we hang on to everything is hereditary because I think that's BS. However, common sense does let us know that based on the condition of the environment in which you were brought forth, you could have some genetic weaknesses. I mean, just look at, we always want to think extreme. So I'll use an extreme example. Think about women who smoke or who drink. Now, when I say that, it makes sense for you to expect that that child may have some weaknesses as those organs were developing based on the things that the mother was doing, right? It affected how their organs developed. They may not have developed as well as they could have. The same thing applies. Now, I'm going to say this, and it's going to hurt some feelings because we're so overly sensitive. And we don't want to take a step back and eliminate the emotions. And it's hard to do. It's really difficult to do. Before you really worked on yourself. But I'm sorry to hurt feelings. And I can speak on this. I'm going to tell you why I, I can speak with such conviction about many things. It's because I've been through it. I've been through it. But we are confused about why the body. Why so many women are either one, not able to get pregnant. Or two, are having miscarriages. And my religious people will put their little, boy, I tell you, woo, y'all work a nerve. But y'all put y'all little religious spin on it. And, you know, it can be God's will. It can be, you know, God knows best. Like, why would God allow a woman to miscarry one time, two times, three times? Why? What kind of freaking logic is that? What kind of God y'all serving, bro? Like, I, I, I be confused. Like, the people who need, if we want to use that word, to feel a little, quote, unquote, wrath, they scave through. But somehow, just innocent, hardworking, loving, kind people experience such catastrophes. And that's just the will of God. Don't make no sense to me. But I'm telling you, that the body is wise and it knows what it's doing. Just like when a woman experiences morning sickness, that initial period is a detoxification period. You ain't just getting sick. 
Why, why, why does that even make, think about this now. Why would nature, why would God, whatever you want to call it, allow you to get pregnant for you to get sick? No, that sickness, that morning sickness that some women experience is a process of detoxification. The body is trying, your body was not in a condition to bring forth life, to start that process. So it must flush some things out. And sometimes the body and all of his wisdom, it knows your body is not in the condition to carry that child, to bring forth, to carry out the processes needed. And so, hence, you see miscarriage. Again, that doesn't, that's not going to sit with some people because you're going to say, oh, you're blaming people. And I ain't got time to even deal with that argument. You, you can address it however way, whatever way makes you feel good. Because I know that's what we're looking for, feel good. Now, so we bring forth these children. Again, I can speak from experience. I didn't know no better. I ain't had no business having my daughter when I did. Had no business. I'd already lost one. When I went into premature labor labor at 22 weeks, right? I had no business. My body was out of whack. And then when I did, was pregnant with my, my uh, daughter, um, I, was, I was considered high risk. I was taking in all these pills that it got knows, these pills that they gave me. I had no idea what was in them. No idea. But they make you scared. You're fearful. And when you don't know who you are, when you don't know yourself, you don't know your power, when you don't have the wisdom to understand things, you just take what's given. You know, thankfully, everything was okay. But don't you think for one second that you can go through these changes, that you can bring forth children in this manner and that there aren't repercussions from that. And guess what happens as soon as our children are born? We poison them again. Because we got to give them some vaccines. We got to give them vaccines. I mean, these children ain't even been on the earth a year. And we go ahead and we dope them up. And you don't even know what's in it. You don't know what's in it. So now we have an innocent baby who was brought up in an environment that was not its best. Let's just say that. Okay. And some and some of us as women, you know, we're not even cognitive of what we're doing or what we're eating. So even while we're pregnant, we're still putting the chemicals on our hair. We're still putting the chemicals on our skin, whether it's lotions and soaps and deodorants and perfumes and still eating the same junk. We bring forth a child. Right. The vaccines. Boom. We drug them up. And then many of us, we don't even breastfeed. So we're going to give them more poisons on top of that. You don't even know what's in that formula, do you? You ever looked at the back? You ever read the ingredients? What's the first ingredient? Bet you go look at some formula that you have now. Most of them, the first ingredient is corn syrup. Sugar. (laughs) Sugar. That's the first freaking ingredient. Some processed sugar. You know that the first ingredient Listed on a package, that ingredient is the most prominent. That's why it's listed first. So that's what you're giving the babies. Liquid sugar. And then they begin to grow. 
And then we begin to feed them the same toxic crap that we're eating. And no one and everyone's confused. Why are the children overweight? Why are children sick? Why are these little bastards out of control? And not once are we looking at what it is. The, the, these chain of events that have taken place. And we continue to compound it. And the moment they get sick, guess what we do? We poison them even more. Because we go to the doctor and get some damn antibiotics. We go get some pain medicine. We're giving little babies Tylenol and Motrin. <laughs> and it carries on. Think about the process of what's happening to these kids. This is starting from birth. You drugging these kids from birth. And the older they get, the more drugs they can get. The doctors do tell you, you know, when you bring them in kind of, you know, early, like, oh, well, you know, we can only give them this because they're so small. Well, thank goodness. But as soon as they hit toddler age, oh, we can give them everything then. Mm-hmm. You got an ear infection, antibiotics. And all the while, the child's immune system and their defense mechanism is being weakened. And you can't understand why they keep getting colds. You can't understand. You blaming it on other little kids. But that's really not how this germ thing works. Because if, in fact, your immune system is functioning the way it should, the germs from someone else shouldn't affect you. I mean, that's just how wonderful the body is. It's smart like that. It got you. You ain't got to worry about that. But when we see these kids losing their damn mind, and you're not realizing the toxins, excitotoxins that we are giving them. When you look at uh, Doritos, when you look at Cheetos, look at the ingredients on the back. Look at the ingredients on the back. So, see, this stuff is not just about being cool and having fun and being, you know, I don't want to kind of, let me see what it was told to me as. I want to I wanna repeat it verbatim. Well, I'm not trying to, this was someone in regard to, first of all, their kid was already severely overweight. But they said, you know, I don't want to punish them and I don't want them not to be able to enjoy like the other kids. And these are the connections that we make with these things. <laughs> the, the, this is what we say, like what's best for your child should be that which will help them, that will help heal them, that will help them function as optimal human beings, right? No. No, we just want them to feel um, connected. Even if it's connected to degenerate stuff, just as long as they feel connected. And then kids go to school, act a damn fool, and no one knows why. But they're confused. We give these children excitotoxins, and that's what I was referencing. And these are chemicals that overstimulate neuron receptors, right? We're jacking up our brain and our nervous system. These are the things, look again, look on the back. Don't take my word for it. That's what MSG is. Um, what is that? Monosodium glutamate. That's what it is. You, you, you're overly 
overly <laughs> is the, stimulating your neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. So now what? What do we do now? Well, for most people, they're not going to do anything. You'll tell me, you know, well, what are we supposed to do? We just don't, we, we can't even eat nothing. We can't even give our children nothing. What are we supposed to do? Why? Look, I don't know. <laughs> if that's your story and you sticking to it, maybe you don't have any options. I ain't really talking to people who feel like they don't have any options because there are always options. What I'm suggesting to you is that we're slowly killing our children. What I'm suggesting to you is while you want to get in a damn picket line and talk about some universal health care, you, you and your family are going to be contributors of this whole health care system completely bursting, that bubble bursting. We can't sustain a health care system the way we're going. It's not possible. I don't care how much money you think is in circulation. It's just not possible. It's too much. It's too much. And the idea that this balance that we're going to have where you want the few people who are taking care of themselves and their bodies and their health to somehow balance out those who are not, it ain't going to work. You can put your little morality tag in it. You can put your little feel good where you got to do the right thing. It's not going to work because the problem with trying to alleviate self-responsibility from each and every individual uh, is you now overload unfairly, right? Unjustifiably, you... You burden, you put unnecessary burden on everyone else. And that's what we see. So while you are cleansing yourself and cleansing your body, our children have to be cleansed and they have to be detoxed as well. And you got to figure out ways to slowly implement things in and and remove other things out. There's small things that you can begin with. Toiletries, to me, is the easiest thing that you can begin when you're talking about trying to clear out the things in your home, the chemicals in your home. You have no idea. I remember um, talking to my um, old holistic doctor, and she said she had a case where it was a young kid. I want to say he was like 10 to 12 years old, and he was having serious hyperactive I mean in school just off the chain and come to find out you know of course she had she gave his parents a regimen or whatever to as far as his food and cutting out you know chemicals and um, I mean people are still using Tide that's what blows my mind you really still using Tide and Gain on your clothes that stuff that you smell after you wash your clothes. How is that possible for you to wash your clothes? Right? Wear them, put them in the dirty clothes, wash them again and not even, you, you don't even have to use any more. And that smell is still on it. What you think that is? There ain't no essential oils. That's chemicals. And you smelling it every day. And guess what you do? With the clothes that you've already 
saturated with your laundry chemicals. Then you put perfume on top of that and you smell that every day. And you think that none of this plays a part in your mental. You got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. But anyway, the story I was telling was about the the, the young kid. So come to find out the 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 ten year old, I believe he was, with the as what they wanted to call it ADHD um syndrome. And he come to find out his issue once she stopped him from using what is the name of that damn um deodorant? Or is it uh is it axe? That's what it is. Is that deodorant or is that shampoo? It's the grooming products for men, but I believe it's deodorant. It's either deodorant or it's um shampoo, and it may be both. I think it's. I think he may have been using the body wash. Axe. At any rate, once she had his parents to take him, stop him from using those products. Do you know it cleared up? And people don't believe stuff like that. Because they, they're like dumbfounded, like, okay, really? It's too simple. It's just too simple. Like, no, you ain't going to tell me this kid was out of control, acting crazy. And the moment you remove some body wash or deodorant, he automatically, you know, cleaned up. Well, that's what happened. The food, them, you know, switching and kind of being more aware of what he was eating helped. But it did not Totally clear up his issues until he removed that product. You have no idea what you're putting on your skin. You have no idea. That's the key to part of the key to health is fresh air. How can you have fresh air when you look in your home? You got freaking air freshness all in the stinking wall. Oh, the wall ain't stinking. The stinking air freshness, I should say. And you spraying stuff all the time. You got the candles. There ain't no natural candles. You don't, those candles, anytime you put a candle on <laughs> and that stuff be in there smelling like, oh my goodness, you have no idea. You have no idea what these people are doing in labs to create these scents and fragrances. You have no idea. There is something that they have been studying that, that watches what triggers your brain. You don't have to be an expert at this. Just look at the little things that you eat. Haven't you noticed some things you eat, like you get a craving for? It ain't like it's good and you just want some more. It's literally like a craving where you can't stop. Like you can't eat just one because it it draws you. It triggers something in those taste buds that triggers something in your brain that you can't eat just one. You can't. Some of the juices, if you've noticed, like, what's one of those juices I used to like? I think it's, um, dang, is it natural? No. What's one of those juices? It's a popular juice. It's like orange juice line. And it's and it says something like all natural or some crap. And you know it ain't all natural. You look on the back, it, you, you see the juice. You don't see as many ingredients, which is good. But once you see that natural flavors on the back, that lets you know chemical concoction. That's what it is. You don't know what falls under that label. I, I did a post on this. It's on, it's on my blog. 
and you don't know what falls under that label natural flavors is so broad simply that's the name of it simply juice but it was something about that juice man you drinking it just it was just you couldn't drink just one glass and again it wasn't about you being greedy it wasn't about you just liking it but it, it was something grabbed you and that's what these fools are doing to the kids that's what's happening to them and you want them to go after eating all of this junk, after all of what they've endured throughout childhood. You've been pumping them nonstop, whether it was in the womb, soon as they came out with vaccines. After that, you got the drugs, antibiotics, you got pain medicines and the foods. And you really think you're just going to send them off to school when they're supposed to sit there and concentrate and focus and learn. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. And maybe it will. Maybe, maybe, maybe there, of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, no, it's not. And until we look at what we are doing, stop trying to play the victim here. Okay. Well, I just, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, we have people. How old is that boy? Eight. Maybe eight, he maybe maybe nine. What do you think you go from putting a child that young on psych meds? You know, mental health. This is what I'm talking about. When you put a child that young on psychological drugs, what do you think they go from there? You think they just heal and just come off of it and they're better? Huh. Maybe. Maybe not. But it's always a progression. It's always a progression. And most people don't. And once you get to the point where you, and I don't even want to call it age because it really doesn't have anything to do with age anymore. It just depends on once your body has accumulated so much to where it can't stand it anymore. Now you begin to see disease. Now you begin to see illness. And we're confused. We don't know why. But this is why. This is why we're seeing what we're seeing and we're going to continue to see what we're seeing continuously until we do something different, until we do something different. And when we have our children already drugged up in elementary school, it only progresses from there because you create a dependency. There's a dependency. You, you start to affect things on the inside that you're not aware of. We don't even know the real stories behind these drugs and how they actually cause the things that they're supposed to be remedying. <laughs> how does that work? These, these psych drugs actually causing suicidal thoughts. They're actually causing you to be depressed. Or they just dumb you down and numb you so much, you're just like a zombie. And all the while, <laughs> the real root cause of the issue, it goes unnoticed. We disregard it. We don't ask questions about that. Mm -mm. Doesn't matter. But we're to blame. The adults are to blame. And the adults are going to blame it on their parents and on and on and on. But at some point, somebody 
got to get balls enough to say, okay, the book stops here. All right. I didn't do all I could have done. My mama may not have done all she could have done, but from now on, and that's the same thing for me. Yes, I would have loved to have had a clean experience bringing my daughter into the world. The things that I know now, if I only knew then, oh man, things would have been so much different, but I can't go back to that. I can't rewind that back and I ain't beat myself over it, up over it. For what? That time is past. It's gone. But from here, from now, on to, like, no, I'm in control of this now. I know better. And when I know better, I do better. When I know better, I do better. And now, you know, unfortunately, well, I should say unfortunately, because I, you know, I think life, I think life gets it right. I really do. I don't, I don't believe in life getting it wrong. I don't believe in life happening to you. I believe ha- life is happening for you. So my daughter is coming of the age that, you know, she has. I've been in this, you know, long enough for her to still acknowledge and follow the things that I do. But, you know, she's a teenager. And she's seen me for the first 10 years of her life do all the things that I'm now saying, eh, no, that's no good. So now it's like, wait, mom, come on now. So I got to give her the freedom. I have to give her the freedom to make decisions for herself. I have to give her the freedom to make choices. I have to give her the freedom to make mistakes sometimes and to learn from those mistakes. That's part of her story. This is her life story that she's building. So I got to do that also. But, you know, all the while guiding her with wisdom, hoping to eliminate her from making a lot of mistakes or unnecessary mistakes. Some mistakes, you know, I do think are necessary because they teach us in a way that nothing else seems mm, quite to have the same effect. But what's the saying? Prevention is better than remedy. Prevention is better than remedy. With our children. They're looking at us. And right now, we leading them straight to the pits. And I ain't even touched on, we're just talking physically. I ain't even touched on what we're doing to these kids mentally. I, I ain't even touched on that. That's, that's a whole nother podcast of how we are literally breeding our children to be victims. And to be oppressed and to be defeated. Because this is what we really think is our job to show them the worst of the world. My goodness. That's child abuse. This is what we feed them. And you wonder why they ain't excited about life. Children would be fine if they could get away from broken ass adults. They would be fine. But nope. We got here come the adult. Let me show you the real about life. You over here having a good time. You don't know that these people over here don't like you. Well, damn, no, I didn't. I, you know, I was having a good time. You know, my bad. Like, uh, oops. And all of what you've experienced at life, in life, that's what you want to pass on. You don't pass on life. You you, you don't give that life and that light. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Because you're too broken. You're too broken to see the error in your ways. And you ain't figured it out yourself. Shoot. I, I don't even know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. Bringing a child up 
in a physically destructive body or bringing them up in a home that's mentally destructive. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And when mom and dad haven't worked on themselves, this is what we pass on. So who's the blame? We are. We are. Don't get mad at the new generation. Don't get mad at where our youth are right now. We are to blame. Us. Ding, ding, ding. We're to blame. We're to blame. And that's why they look at us like a joke. That's why I don't have no respect for us either. And then we ain't real. We fake and phony as hell. No, we ain't got our stuff together, but we stay trying to pretend and they see right through it. That's why they ain't got no respect for us. <laughs> it's funny. It is really funny, but it's not. But it's really funny. We're here to build. We're here to guide. But first and foremost, this is why this whole saving the world stuff don't make no sense when you ain't saved yourself. You are drowning. You don't even have on a life jacket, but you're trying to save somebody else. How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. Our children need us, man. Our children need us. Like I said, when I look at my daughter the first 10 years, man, was it that long? Probably when she, I, I started to get a, become conscious of my eating and really getting into a health problem when she was about six. Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. 2000. Yeah, she was about seven. Probably a year before that. Six, seven. But the foundation had been laid. Now, I do believe in seeds. And I ain't worried. So you can't be worried. Like, we, 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 we don't understand what we do mentally. We don't know what worry does to your to. The vibrations that you send out when you operate from a platform of worry. So I don't worry. She's going to be fine. And right now, the best thing that I can do is be the example. See, I can talk all day. I can talk all day about what's good, what's not good. No, baby girl, you don't want to do that. Just like this milk thing, right? She know I've been off, you know, I've been off milk and cut back from milk. Even um, when we were, I hadn't completely transitioned off. You know, years ago, I still, we had cut back. So she knows my feelings about milk. But, you know, she dibs and dabs. She like her little yogurt and she'll go and I'll tell her, look, I'm not going to buy that. Now, you're the place where you earn your own money and I'm going to give you the freedom to do what you want with your money because this is part of teaching you how to be an individual and how to be an adult. And that's what you'll soon be. So I'm going to give you the freedom to, to make decisions purchasing decisions when it's your money however understand the consequences and so she doesn't listen not all the time sometimes she does (laughs) and it breaks her out and I was like oh huh hmm what do we have here but it's things like that that I still understand why I can't be mad because I laid that foundation that's the foundation I laid how I'm going to be mad at her now? Because now I done, you know, come into the knowing and now I'm mad. I told you, you know, you don't supposed to be. Why? No. Mm-mm. She got to learn. But the most important thing that I can do is to be the example. Walk the talk. 
show her what life, love, happiness, joy, peace, and vitality, what it really looks like. And that, man, please, that ranks so much higher than anything else that I could ever say. Being the example. And that's my daily challenge. Be the example. That's what we have to be. And I just don't know. I I don't even want to talk 20, 30 years from now. This window is much shorter than that to me when we talk about our health. These kids, I even look, you know, even the kids who used to be the fit kids. And when I say the fit kids, those who were active. So they were in sports. You know, they were, you know, competitive and they were active. Like even these kids, man, I'm looking at them. You know, I just left a competition this this past weekend and these kids are are big. And you know what most of it is? The most dangerous place it can be around the midsection. All around them main organs. And that's going to lead to something. There is consequences for that. There's consequences for that. And whatever has to be done to, and I shouldn't say whatever has to be done because we don't even have to keep it broad. We know what has to be done. We know what has to be done. We first got to start with ourselves. Self-checking. What do I want? What is the example that I want to be? What is the legacy that I want to leave? It's just that simple. And how do I get started? What is the one thing that I can do today? The one thing that I can do that I can start implementing. I mean, it can be basic, right? Some people still drinking sodas and then their children are drinking sodas. Eh, let's start there. We even got to get to moving to the juice yet. Forget that. You know, the juice is probably trash too, but let's get that out. And stop blaming the kids because these, there are other factors in play here. That is attributing to their health that is failing. And it is also attributing to their behavior. These things are connected. You cannot separate them. And anyone who tells you that they, you can, they full of crap. And you can tell them I said so. So what we going to do now? That's always a question. So now what? What do we do now? The babies need us. Right? They're sick. Let y'all tell it. They're losing their mind. And this is what they want. People profit off of driving you crazy. People profit off of you thinking you don't have any options and you don't have any hope. Big, big dollars in that. And that's what they're trying to pass on to our kids. This is the dangerous part about school. You know, I wish I had woken up. When my daughter was first born, because no, she would have never stepped foot in a public school ever, ever. <laughs> she just wouldn't have. Um, but again, to be fair to her, I'm not going to pull her out now. However, I use it as a teaching method. And now I'm here. I'm like, you know, this is BS right here, right? Oh, OK, you know what they teaching right here is bullshit. Yeah, that, yeah disregard that. You learned that for them. Because that's what they're looking for. But here's the truth right here. So it's all good. All things work together for good now. You you don't have to worry. Again, you don't have to worry. You might have could have done it better. But wherever you are, you can always start. And you can work with what you got. 
<laughs> so, but I just see what the schools are doing and all and the health, like, look at what these kids are eating at school, their, their mental health. Oh, they, they getting them set up. They getting them set up to be crazy. They got little questionnaires that they send out to children and they have them answer. And I had to send in a note. You do not give my child any of these questionnaires. They will not go through any of your screening for no damn mental health. No, thank you. Because it's bullshit. And I already know what you're doing. And you are taking children who are vulnerable and you're asking them trick questions is what I call them. Because you have, and I told this story before, you have different categories of natural emotions. And you say, have you ever felt like this? Has anybody ever said this to you? Has anybody ever you know, done this to you? And if you check enough under one column, that automatically means you're depressed. And that's some BS. And that's some BS. And so they're grooming these kids and parents don't know any better. They think they're doing the right thing. They obviously don't want to ignore a potential issue. So they go along with it. And then where do we go from there? We're going to move on to a psychiatrist. And I don't know too many psychiatrists, not that I've heard of, no offense, that people have gone to where they didn't recommend a damn prescription drug. I don't, I don't know. I don't know of, uh, unless it was, um, you know, some type of marriage counseling that I've known people, relationship counseling, people have gone to, but other than that, nah, (laughs) they willing and dealing and telling you that this is better for you. And you have no, you don't have no idea what these things are doing to the insides of your body. You have no idea what these things are doing to stop natural processes in your brain. You have no idea. But at some point, the rubber meets the road. And when you see an increasing number of cancer, when you see an increasing number of, you know, what they call people losing their damn mind, when you see an increasing number of dementia and all these other things, it ain't coming from out the air, people. It ain't. Oh, my goodness. How is all of this increasing? People have allergies that they've never had before. I wonder why. I wonder why. (sighs) I could go on and on, but that's all. You know, we can leave it there. I just know that when we look back, when I, like I said, the window is closing. I'm I'm just going to say 10 years. We can just, just keep it at 10. When we look, when we look back in 10 years, to see what we've done and we what we've allowed to be done. And we see our lack of uh, action, our failure to move, to do something, to change things, to get back to nature. It's going to be a sad day. It's going to be a sad day. It's not that it's not that it will be, you know, a lost cause necessarily, but it's going to be very difficult to undo the damage that we allowed to be done in the beginning. I see children now and, you know, I've even told some of them, unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with as an adult, the things that you had no control over as a child. You know, they will be forced to heal themselves and create a body of health for themselves and a mind of health for themselves that 
was led down the wrong path as a child and it had nothing to do with them. They had nothing. They were innocent in the entire process. But as an adult, that's going to be their burden to carry and to fix and to fix. And it's not fair when you want to talk about, you know, life in general. It's just not fair because all of us as adults, many of us, we know better. We just won't do better. We make excuses of what we can't do. There's always a reason why we can't do something. Always. And no matter who I talk to, no matter what they want to do, they give me a scenario why they can't. It's too expensive. What's expensive? What What are you saying? You got a coach bag on. You got Michael Kors watch on. It's too expensive to buy grapes? Huh? It's too expensive to buy lettuce? I buy three heads of romaine organic for $2.99. What, 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 what are you saying? I, I don't have no stores by me. Uh, well, you travel 30 minutes just to go get a pair of shoes you want. You can't, you can't get to, you order online. Damn, they, they deliver produce now online. You can order that online. Well, I, I mean, I don't have the time. You don't have the time. You just gave me an update on all of your favorite TV shows. You don't have the time, huh? You don't understand my schedule. Oh, okay. Well, I see you on Facebook all the time. You you can't pull 15 minutes out of that to set yourself up and make sure your kids got the whatever. Like, whenever you accept one excuse in your life, be ready to accept them all. You can't stop. It trickles. It trickles on from one thing to the next. Oh, if only, if only I had some help with my kids. If only my spouse would do so-and-so. If only I had more money. If only, no, Negro, no, it's you. Do what you can with what you have. And until you can acknowledge that you always have something, you can always do something, always. Until you acknowledge that, you will always lose every time, every time. You just going to hook that rope of excuses around your waist and you will let it weigh you down to your death. And you will look back and your kids will look back to say, well, dang, not only do I got to fix my mess, I got to fix my mama mess too. And that's where we are. And you can pray all you want. You can pray all you want. I can tell you right now, if prayer was an answer, we wouldn't be in a predicament predicament that we're in now would we so keep hope alive keep your prayers alive kumbaya and all of that stuff and that's cute and all but i'm gonna tell you until we man up and woman up take back control i don't want to hear uh no more and this is even for myself like yes we bring awareness to what is going on in the world in regard to our food supply and our health. But at the end of the day, don't nobody make you buy nothing. Don't nobody make you eat anything. And you know what I know? The market moves based on the people. You know you know how I know? Well, I'll give you one of the ways I know. Guess what's happening right now in the dairy industry? Oh, they jumping on board to the non-dairy movement. See, they want you to drink milk. Yes, they do. 
But when they start seeing them numbers drop because people are moving away from milk, guess what they do? They're going to bring some non-dairy products because they respond to the market. So you got the power. The people have the power, always have. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. Our kids, man, this is about our kids, grown folks. You done had enough time now to figure this out. You done had enough time. If not for you, at least for your kids. At least for your kids. Because it ain't nothing worse than to be in life and to be in this world living and then not to be well, not to feel good. To be in pain, to be sick, to feel like you don't have any options, to feel like you're you're at the mercy of someone else. And you start talking about insurance. That's why so many of us are at the mercy. We're at the mercy of the government. It ain't because of an accident. For the most part, it's not because you had some random accident and you find yourself in this predicament. No, a lot of this, this is self-inflicted. And now you find yourself at the mercy of someone else. Our kids, our kids, our children, we, we, we collectively are setting them up and their health up to fail. So what are we going to do now? That's the question, y'all. That's all I got. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Work Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.